This episode is sponsored by Forte, a free alternative to Zoom. Hi teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a podcast show where you will find so many tips, strategies, and practical ideas for growing your music studio, whether you are teaching online or growing an in-person studio. Welcome, thank you so much for joining me today. I want to know, have you set financial goals for the year? We are in March, so hopefully you have. But if you haven't, then this is great that you're listening today because I'm going to give you some really fantastic ideas for setting goals. I want to know if you've thought about your expenses or done a year forecast or thought about how much income you want to create. In today's episode, I will be giving you specific instructions for how to thoughtfully plan your year as a business owner. I will actually be sharing a replay from a recent live event that I did, a live public event that I did. And in this replay, you'll hear me teach a lot of really solid ideas and ways to calculate your expenses and forecast your income for the year. Before we jump in, I want to share a soundbite from one of our certified Teach Music Online members about her experience going through the TMO courses. I'm Anna from North Idaho. Um, I have been in a lot of different memberships in my time as a piano teacher of over 20 years now. I've been through lots of really... Um, you know, popular memberships that have been awesome. But from day one, TMO was like a step above everything else. Um, I felt like because it walked you through it literally everything step by step, extremely detailed. Um, The videos were top notch, high quality, Um, you know, the information, the experience, and just being from an actual piano teacher that's been through the whole experience herself, you know, Carly was amazing in doing everything so detailed and so top-notch and high quality. It'd be something that you would experience at more higher level education like university, I would, you know, in my opinion. So I feel like the membership has been um, just a step above everything else and as far as walking you through step-by-step every single little thing you might need to know for your studio. Um, So it makes it very practical. So you actually come out of the membership with with something to show for it. Other memberships, you didn't really necessarily come out of it with something to show for it. It was just more of a kind of experience. With TMO, you have something to show for it. We are going to jump right into the replay from the class, Setting Higher Financial Goals. Okay, so let's talk about setting goals. I thought that this was the perfect class to do this year in January because everyone is thinking about goals and goal setting. And whether or not you've done it in the past, you can always set meaningful goals. Why do goals, what do goals create for your business? I want you to consider the following. One, vision and direction. Just the process of sitting down and thinking about what goals you want to set is creating vision for yourself. And it's giving you direction for what to work on. Without that goal, you don't know. And it's kind of like this abyss of what do I do next? 
a goal is going to give you direction. Two, motivation to work differently and effectively. This is probably my favorite. When you know the end point or where you want to be, you find the fastest way to get there versus taking like five different paths and kind of winding your way around trying different things. I don't like that way of doing things. I like to say, this is where I want to be. This is my fastest way of getting there. Let's do this so that you're not wasting time. Okay. The third one is peace of mind. This is great because you aren't wondering all the time if you should be doing more. No, you have peace of mind because you know you've set your goal and you know you're working towards it. Excitement, goals, goals motivate us and get us excited about something that maybe we've lost excitement for. And the last one is data for business growth. It gives you data year after year to know what's happening, what do you need to change, what do you need to shift? Which one of these do you need most in your studio? One through five. Tell me, tell me in the, tell me in the chat, which one is it that you need most in your business? Okay. So a lot of you are saying one vision and direction. Perfect. I see some twos and threes and fives. Awesome. All right. Goals are never set in stone. And when I learned this, it brought me a lot of relief because what something I really hate is when somebody says I failed at my goals last year. I don't think that that can ever happen because if the goal inspired you or changed how you do anything, then you accomplished your goal. A goal is not about hitting a certain number. A goal is about changing how you act. It's about changing what you do because you set a goal. So. They're never set in stone. And also you can modify goals once a month, once a quarter. What I like to do is I look at my goals every quarter. I look at how my trajectory, that's a hard word to say, trajectory, <laughs> where I'm at and I modify them if I need to, whether I need to increase the goal because I'm overshooting or I need to decrease it because I'm not gonna get there. So keep that in mind as well because I think that's a myth around goal setting is that we can fail or I don't know, that we can't change them. Like, oh gosh, that goal is way too high. Now I'm just depressed about it. There's no need, like there's no goal police. No one's gonna come and arrest you <laughs> for not hitting your goal. It's all up to you and how you think about it. The first thing we're gonna talk about today is what should you charge for online lessons? This is a common question, especially um, well, I should say everyone goes through this and it might be something you thought about 20 years ago, or it could be something you're still thinking about because you see things are changing. You see, um, students leaving or new students coming, or you hear other teachers charging more than you. So what do you charge? What should you charge? Charge a premium. If you are in this class today, then I'm, I get to tell you, you can charge a premium because it means you take your career seriously. Consider doubling your rates or raising them a significant amount. Some of you emailed me concerned about the recession, concerned about raising rates. I want to invite you to consider this. Concern and fear do nothing for your business. You cannot know the, the 
the bank accounts of anybody else, right? Like you don't have any clue what is going on in your students' lives or their parents, and it's not your business and it's not up to you. What is your business is that you set rates that will support you financially and that make you feel good and feel, not feel good, but feel validated and feel like you're charging enough versus the opposite. So all you need to worry about is you, not the others. Because, and the reason I'm saying that is because concern and fear don't do anything. They're just a waste of time, okay? And I'm inviting you to just let those thoughts and those feelings go. Charging more enables you to offer a high-end, incredible lesson because you have more time to prepare for your lessons versus charging very little. And then you have too many students and they're not committed, right? They're not gonna be committed if you don't charge enough. I think a lot of you know that. If you're nervous, keep your current students at your same rate, raise the rates for your future students. Do a little experiment. We just had somebody post in our TMO membership last week about how they raise their rates. This was Mark, I don't know if Mark is here, but he recently raised his rates and he has a lot of students, I wanna say 50 or 60 students. And he said, nobody complained about it. And there was only one person that decided to find another teacher, which because he raised his rates was just fine. He doesn't need them. And he said it was one of his more difficult students that he probably would have let go of anyway. I've heard this story so many times. When you raise your rates, those students that are kind of hanging on by a thread or you've had issues with in the past, that's sometimes their invitation to go find another teacher. And I think we should be okay with that. Okay, this is something Eric Branner said, and I wanted to quote him because he is such a fantastic business person. He's the owner of Fonz, co-founder of Fonz, and I should say co-founder because they were just purchased by Make Music. He's a co-founder and he is a, a fantastic, successful guitar teacher in Seattle. He said this, remember this, your time is scarce because you're an experienced in demand and passionate provider. You provide a truly unique experience. It's your business. If you're comfortable raising your rates, raise your rates. If you're not, create a strategy that works for you. Be bold and listen to your instincts. This is your business. Have you realized that? Have you realized that you are a business owner or did you just think of yourself as somebody that teaches viola or piano? You actually own a business. So these are things to think about. You get to decide what you want to charge, period. I wanted to share a story with you. So I mentioned I went to school in Boston out east. When I was out there, I was charging, I think I was charging $130 a month for weekly half hour lessons. And this was now 10 years ago, nine or 10 years ago. And I was moving back to Arizona where my family is from. I wanted to start a studio there. I had taught there, but it had been a long time since I had lived there. So I sent an email out to family, um, the community and some homeschool groups. And I also posted on Facebook that I'd be moving down and was looking for students. So <laughs> I sent this email out and I got an email back from a woman in the area who knew my family. I knew her. She's a fantastic musician. She teaches voice. And she told me 
Carly, you'll never be able to charge your rate in Mesa. And it really bothered me at the time. Now it doesn't bother me because people can think whatever they want to think. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything about me. But she wanted to, to inform me that the community rate was less than what I charged. And it just really made me laugh. So I reached out to an old piano teacher of mine, a Juilliard graduate who also lived in Mesa, and he was charging more than 200 a month. So more like triple what she was charging. So I just, it just really was this moment where I thought it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what's in the community. So I filled my studio within one month at my rates. And that came because I had confidence in my rates and it came from me and how I advertised what would be a part of my studio. Okay. <clears throat> So let's get into the nitty gritty. How, how, what are some ways or methods to figure out what to charge? So if you don't want to just like pick a number out of the air, I'm going to give you some calculators so that you can actually be told what you need to charge. This is a fantastic method. If you are somebody who's like, I don't know, <laughs> or you're like, I don't want to charge that much or I'm scared to charge that much, then these calculators can be super helpful because uh, it's just a formula and you get to choose. Okay, what your students should be paying monthly to cover, okay, so this is how to calculate your tuition. What your students should be paying monthly to cover all of your expenses plus pay you what you deserve as a highly qualified and in-demand online or in-person music teacher. That is how you're gonna calculate your studio tuition. So. Here is the step-by-step. -step. And I'm gonna actually give you a second to do this. Um, okay, I'm trying to think if I should share my screen or I'll go through this and then I'm gonna share the calculator with you on my screen. The first step is to calculate your studio expenses for an entire year. So there's a lot of you here. I know you're listening, I know you're watching. I want you to stop multitasking, stop doing the dishes, stop whatever it is unless you're driving you need to keep driving if you're listening but if you are in a place where you can write this down i want you to to quickly think about your studio expenses now it might be like an estimate right now um that includes subscriptions apps <laughs> cat just said how did you know i was doing the dishes because i do the same thing i i am i am you guys the ultimate multitasker i have four daughters <laughs> the oldest is six. So I know what it's like to do laundry and listen and be on the phone and be making dinner while doing all the things. That's, that's how I knew. Okay. So this includes your expenses include tuning your piano, any software that you subscribe to, any memberships you're a part of. If you're inside TMO, that's an expense conferences that you hope to attend. Then your next step is to decide how much you want to make per year on your studio have this is a really important number like extremely important for you to think about this i don't want you just to at the end of the year when you're doing your taxes go oh i made fifty five thousand dollars last year cool i want you to say i hit my goal of making fifty five thousand dollars last year because you planned it out okay we're going to add those numbers together and then divide that by how many months in the year you teach and then by how many students you want to teach. This number is your monthly tuition rate. Please notice that I said your monthly tuition rate. 
not your per lesson rate. I hope that everybody here is charging per month the same rate, not adjusting it based on the month, not doing one-off lessons whenever people want. If you are near retirement and you are teaching for fun and you don't care, that's a different story. But if you are hoping this to be your career for the next decade or two or three decades, then you need to um, be charging monthly. Okay, so Sadie asked if we should be including rent. I would include rent if your studio is part of your rent. Um, that's up to you. Like if I were renting out, renting a studio location, I would include that in my expenses. This is like, that's totally up to you. Um, that's a big number. So it, that's up to you. But I'm going to actually share my screen right now, show you what this calculator actually looks like. Um, okay. TMO, mem TMO members, if you're in my membership, then you get access to this calculator which you can put all your own numbers in. So if you're just looking at it right now, I'm gonna put some numbers in and show you how this works. So on the screen, you're going to see, this is where you put in expenses. So I have it kind of divided out. So instrument and maintenance costs, I put like $100, this is just an example. Um, if I am maybe tuning my piano once a year, $100, depending on where you live, maybe it's even $200 maintenance costs, books and office supplies. Okay. Maybe that's $200 a year, but I like to always estimate over because you want to give yourself enough funding to get the things you need. Um, subscriptions and memberships. If you're a TMO member, that's $800 a year. So I put that in here, <laughs> but maybe you are also a part of another membership. So maybe it's $1,000 a year you're spending on memberships. Conferences, do you attend MTNA? By the way, I'm going to be at MTNA in March. Who is gonna be there? I would love for you to tell me in the chat, are you guys gonna be at MTNA? Because we should do a dinner and I would love to meet a bunch of you. Okay, um, conferences. MTNA is expensive, so I put $500 in there. <laughs> but maybe you go to other events, put that in as well. Courses and professional development. I'm going to bring this number down. Apps and software. So this is where you would put in your My Music Staff um, subscription, which is $12 a month, or maybe it's $15 a month. Any fund subscription, practice space, anything. You calculate the full year, you put that number in. And then I also include an estimate for taxes so that you're making sure you have that income for your taxes. And then I put other, other, other for our members. If you want to use this, you could add in any other expenses here. So I saw Lily say, wow, her, her studio is over 10,000 per year. I'm not surprised because we have expenses as teachers, but it's okay. Every single business has expenses every single one of them. And instead of thinking of it as, instead of thinking of your expenses as a burden, we're just thinking of it as what we need to be a professional teacher and bring more value to our students. We're not looking at it as, oh, I gotta pay $30 a month for this or that. We just charge more. We charge what we need to charge so that you can be the teacher you need to be. Every single business has to do that. I'm going to pause the replay to do a quick ad insert. This is for the platform 
Forte. Maybe you've heard of Forte, maybe you're using it. You likely know it as a fantastic option for calling your students during lessons. And I wanted to make sure you knew about the Forte Connect Marketplace. This will be a website where you can create a profile and be connected with online students around the globe. To be the first to try out this new marketplace, join the Forte Connect waitlist. The link to join the waitlist is in the show notes, or if you have a fantastic memory, you can remember this website, fortelessons.com. Go get on their waitlist. You won't regret it, and we're going to jump right back into the replay. Okay, now you are going to put in this box your what you hope to make in the year. So I put 100,000 because wouldn't that be fantastic if all of us could create the income of 100,000? Let's say if, let's say, I know a lot of teachers that join TMO, I have a form they fill out and a lot of them say around like 70 or 60 is like, would be amazing, right? Now you're gonna add your expense number to the income you hope to create. And that's this number here. So 68, 70, 20, 720. Then you're going to put in this box. I want you to think about how many months of the year you charge tuition. A lot of teachers are teaching for 12 months of the year and they're charging their students for 12 months of the year. Some of you might only want to charge for 10 months of the year and take two months off over the summer. So I'm just going to change that number to 10 months. But for now, I will just leave it at 12. Okay, then you get to decide what is your ideal number of students. Do you want only 20 students? Or is, I feel like a lot of teachers between 40 to 50 is like their max. That's like 20 to 30 hours a week of teaching, which I think is great. That's a great number. Um, then look at this magic. This number here, I hope you can see it. If you're on a phone, this might be hard. This is your per student per month rate to cover all of your expenses and create the income that you set as your goal. Um, how is the number of students calculated? It's not calculated, that's just what you decide. So watch, if I change this number to 20 students, look at how much my rate went up. Because I'm teaching less, I need to charge more to make the income goal, okay? So this is a wake-up call because it tells you immediately if you want to make a certain number, you've either got to get more students or charge more. Okay, or you need to adjust your goal and say, well, actually, I'd be okay with 40,000 this year. Like 40,000 is a perfect income for my family. Maybe your husband teaches or your wife also teaches or has another job. So then this number goes down to 200 a month. So it's all about what you need and what you want to create and how many students you want to teach. <clears throat> okay, I'm just looking at your questions. Um, okay, can you do the math one more time? So let me walk you through this. Add all of your expenses and get that number. Set your goal for what you wanna make for the year. Add them together, okay? I'm gonna make this really easy math. Okay, let's say your expenses is 10,000. And let's say your income goal is 40. So you need to make $50,000 this year. Let's say you teach. So then a separate math equation is you're going to decide how many months of the year you're going to charge. 
and then your ideal number of students. Okay. And then um, one second. I'm trying to remember the math because this is all calculated in here. Um, so what I did was, okay, okay. So you take your total number, you need to make 50,000 divided by your months, 12 months divided by your number of students, okay? 50,000 or whatever your total number is divided by the number of months divided by the number of student goal. That number is your tuition rate, okay? If you are in the TMO membership, then you, I think I actually just messed this up. No, I didn't. Um, if you're in the TMO membership, I messed that one up. I'll fix that later. <laughs> Things get messed up when you start messing with um, equations in the spreadsheets. Sorry. But I hope that that math made sense for you. So tell me in the chat, was that, is that helping you think differently? How is it helping you think differently about any of those numbers? Maybe it's the goal you need to set. Maybe it's thinking differently about how many students you should be teaching. Okay, I love what Edna said. And this is something that I love to include um, as you're thinking about this. If you charge enough to meet your needs, you then have space to help others out that need financial aid. If you wanted to give a scholarship, or um, charge a little bit, charge half price, or do a, a sibling discount. Once you reach your 20 students, you then have that flexibility and you don't have to feel bad about it. And, and I would say you could even call it your scholarship program. It's not like an under the table thing where you're like, Shh, don't tell anybody I'm charging you less. You could say, actually I have a scholarship program for three students a year. Be creative. And then you can feel like you're really giving back. Yes, you add your taxes to the expenses just so that you're including enough for your taxes. You don't have to. It's up to you. Teach Music Online has all of the tools, teachers. I like those of you who've been coming to these and following me and listening to the podcast for like a year or more now, you hear me talk about it and you know you need to be in our community. And it, in case you didn't know, I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> we have all of the tools to give you confidence in teaching online and really expanding your studio. This falls under the expenses that will help you raise your rates being a member. So inside our membership, we have this financial calculator. I also have a second rate calculator, which I'll show you if we have some time. It looks like we will. I'll show that one to you business classes and education, monthly sessions for coaching with myself or another coach, access to our community of 200 plus teachers, and feedback. The feedback these teachers give is, is just the best. I, every day teachers ask questions and you'll get so many answers from so many others about what to do, how to react, how to respond to a parent, how to feel about a situation. It's just the most positive place methods for adding value to your studio and ways to diversify your income. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can create income beyond the one-on-one -on -one lesson. That's something that I also love to share. John, yes, it's okay if you don't teach online. We have a number of teachers that don't teach online. Everything, I would say 80% applies to both. And then there's probably about 20% of the membership 
replays and videos and lessons that are specific to online teaching because it's about, you know, the setup and the tools that are helpful. But as far as building your business and what to charge, how to automate lessons, materials to use, it applies to in-person and online. I want you to consider a few more things when choosing your rates. The first one, your student is not just paying you for your time. What else are they paying you for? They're paying you for your education. They're paying you for all that lesson prep. They're paying you for your years of practice and study. That's number two, actually. Your years of practice and commitment to learning your instrument is not nothing. It's valuable. The third one is all of your expenses should be considered when deciding your rates, which we've talked about. Charging more rather than less will bring you higher quality students always. Always, always, always. Because when somebody has some skin in the game, when they pay for a good teacher, you better believe they're gonna practice and they're gonna show up for their lessons and they're gonna take it seriously and the parent is gonna be involved. And to me, I would way rather have that as a teacher. A few more, I was writing these down yesterday and I just kept going like, these are all the things I'm passionate about when choosing your rates <laughs> or when thinking about your goals. These are a little bit more mindset and tomorrow we're talking specifically about mindset. So please be sure to be there. Number one, choose not to be offended. Choose right now, no matter what. Choose the, choose the worst scenario you could think of and decide right now you're not going to be offended. So what's the worst scenario? You raise your rates, you get an email back from a student you, you really love from their parent who is extremely unhappy and thinks you have no right to raise your rate. Okay, you get that email and what's your reaction? Ah, that's their, that's their decision and I hope they find a great teacher. And you respond in a compassionate way. You know, you just choose not to be offended. Be patient with yourself and the time needed to find your students. This is so important. So many of us want students today or yesterday, and we think we can just like grab them from thin air. And unfortunately, building a lifelong studio community is just that, it's lifelong. And you can get there as you build a, a machine, you, like you need the tools, the automation, the rates to think much more long-term. And as you add value to what you provide, the students will come. They always come. Believe that all of your students will respect your rate change. If you believe it, then it won't matter to you how they respond. And I, and I'm, I really want to say, 90 95% of the time students don't bat an eye, which is an amazing proof. Decide now where you won't budge and stop thinking so hard. <laughs> Use my rate calculator. That's the number. You don't need to ask opinions. You just, that's the number. Um, and you can have confidence in it. Think creatively about how to how to grow your income. So we are going to think beyond just the one-on-one -on -one lesson um, because if you're anything like me if you're an entrepreneur which i know you are then 
you love music, you have a lot to offer, and you want to find other ways to help students learn what you have. So how can you do that? How can you go beyond that? Group classes. Offer your lessons in groups. I could give you a dozen examples of teachers I know teaching in person or online in groups. One of our teachers, Michelle, I don't know if she's here, Michelle Miller teaches beginner group classes and she fills up her classes and she teaches them online. And I, I think it's amazing what she's been able to do with her online group lessons. Supplemental workshops. Could you offer once a month workshops or once a quarter workshops for your students' parents or for the community? Could you find topics like how to play pop, how to sing pop, how to write music, composition, and have them pay for that? And that's helping your income a little bit more. And it's fun to do those. Could you write method books? Do you have a method that you have been using for years? Our moderator, Anna, here today, she's been writing ukulele books. She's, she's an amazing ukulele teacher for especially beginners. She's really focused on that. And she's created ukulele books that she sells on Amazon. And now she has passive income from that. And the last one is selling digital courses, which I can teach you how to do because I have a new course on that. Course creation for musicians is now available for our TMO members. This is all included inside your membership. So all the seven phases I talked about earlier, all of our coaching, and now this new course. So inside this course, I teach you how to script, outline your course, everything you need to come up with the idea, do all the market research, script, outline, film, and then host your course on a platform. And I, I show you different platforms and what ones work best. And that way you can create passive income with a skill that you have. So we also talk about editing videos. It's so fun for me because I have been, been creating courses for a few years now. And I think it's a really uh, rewarding process to have an idea, formulate the idea. And then it's amazing teachers how creating like creating videos where you get to teach at your best and then sell them and watch how people uh, appreciate it and and you get feedback from people that love what you've created for them it is so rewarding like it's like teaching one-on-one -on -one lessons but multiplied because people can just purchase it and use it without you having to be there it's so much fun why would you want to create digital courses Here's a number of reasons. And by the way, if you joined a little bit later, we're doing a giveaway for a microphone in just a little bit. So please stick around. Um, oh, let me, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing all your chat. The chat is going, but hopefully, um, I think Anna is getting to a lot of your questions. Why should you create digital courses? You can share your expertise in a number of areas. You can create passive income without doing any extra work. You can use courses as an additional product to your current studio offerings. Okay, quick thought on that. Let's say you love teaching piano, but you don't love teaching beginners. You could create a beginner piano course for people that come to you as a beginner and say, I'd love to teach you. The first requirement is that you go through my beginner course and it'll take you three months and they can go through your beginner course, learn everything you want them to learn, and then they can come to you and say for level two. Wouldn't that be awesome? Then you don't have to teach beginners. <laughs> Um, okay, the next one is 
have more financial freedom as a musician and share products and skills that you are passionate about. I think it takes the mundane of lesson, like weekly lessons into something more exciting because I, I it's just so fun. It, creating courses is so fun. And it's not as hard as you think because teachers, you're doing this every day, all the time, every week. Some of you have been teaching for 20 years and you have patterns and methods that no one else has that you can really benefit from. You're creating content all the time. So why not package it and put a price tag on it on your website or online? We could make it so easy. I'm going to end the replay there. I hope that listening to these ideas for how to think about your finances differently, how to set real goals, have motivated you to think about this year, 2023, a little differently. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter how you've run your business in the past. It doesn't matter what anyone has told you. None of that matters because you are your own business owner and you are in charge of your own future with your business. If you have any questions at all, you can reach out to me. My email is carly at teachmusic.online. And of course, we would love to welcome you inside the Teach Music Online membership when it's the right time for you. Have a great week.